going back to, but she has made some stops. I want to thank you for watching. She had made some stops in a couple of places that maybe, if you don't mind mentioning tonight, and maybe it's on your agenda to mention, but uh, we have, um, I, I think I noticed you were in Nigeria at one point. Yeah, yeah. So there's some places that um, she's been that I'm looking forward to hear from her tonight so she can share with us. Unfortunately, it looked like um, Wi-Fi is not working tonight. I'm getting frustrated with that. You know, it never fails. You know, you know, we're making all of our plans, all of our arrangements to get out of here. And uh, here it comes, you know, all the Wi-Fi issues and all of that sort of stuff. So bear with us. Um, hopefully our online congregation will be able to tune in. I always feel so terribly for them um, because for some of them, it's, they're not physically able to be here. And so, you know, I feel bad for them that are not physically able to be here because if they could, they would. Um, and so I feel bad whenever um, we're having Wi-Fi issue where we can't stream live for them. So uh, let's put that on our prayer list tonight as we begin the call on the name of the Lord. But I'm excited tonight, um, grateful to have our missionary with us. And um, I'm sure God is going to speak through her to us. So why don't we go before the Lord in prayer tonight? Amen. I see some some trumpets on the stands. I don't know if you saw Sister Pooh, but Brother Scarlett looked like he's showing off over here. You see how you have your one stand? He has like a three stand thing going on over here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, Sister Pooh. You know, but you're a missionary, so you know. Tell him you you know you you just have to be economical in every way. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I look forward to hearing you play tonight. I look forward to just having you with us. It's just such a wonderful, uh, pleasant time to be with the saints of God. So let's go before the Lord in prayer tonight. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your kindness. Lord, you have allowed us to be gathered tonight in your name one more time. And, oh, Lord God, we're so grateful. We're thankful, almighty God, to come before your presence with singing. We're thankful, almighty God, to give you the honor, to give you all the praise that you so deserve. We humble ourselves before you tonight, Lord God, and we ask that you will have your way, Lord God. Remove from us, Lord, if you will, every thought, Lord Jesus, uh, that is opposite, that is contrary to the will of God and to, oh God, the thoughts of the Lord. Tonight, Lord Jesus, we ask that you will pour into us, Lord God, and move in this place, almighty God, in a miraculous way, in a powerful way. Oh, my God, I pray that you'll help us, that our focus, our mind, our thoughts, Lord God, will be unto you, Lord God, that we will be focused on you. And, Lord God, there will be no distractions, Lord, but that the Spirit of the Lord, almighty God, will envelop us. The Spirit of the Lord, almighty God, will guide us. The Spirit of the Lord, almighty God, will consume us to night uh, that you will stir up the gift that's inside of us lord oh god hear our cry tonight as we cry out to you lord god your kingdom come your will be done lord jesus and we pray that you will pour out of your spirit tonight upon all flesh lord jesus and we will experience lord god the mighty works of the almighty god and we will experience almighty god the power of the holy ghost tonight oh god we praise you 
We thank you, God, for all that you're doing in this hour. Oh, God, we pray that you will use your servant tonight to minister, Lord God, by your will and by the Spirit of the Lord and by the Word of God. Use her mightily. Use her miraculously, Almighty God, if you will. And, oh, God, we pray that we will not leave this place the same way. We pray for your favor in this service tonight. We pray for your will to be done in this service tonight. We pray, oh God, that we will leave this place changed. That we will leave this place moved by the Spirit of God. Oh God, we bless your name and we thank you tonight. How excellent is your name in all the earth. Oh God, we give you the praise and the honor tonight for you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy, Lord. We thank you tonight. We bless your name tonight. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Come on, somebody, give the Lord some praise. Let's thank him in the house of the Lord tonight. Let's honor him. Let's give him the praise, for he is so worthy. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Come on, if you love him tonight, bless him. If you love him tonight, praise him. If you love him tonight, adore him. For the Lord is good. His mercy everlasting and his truth endure it to all generations. Thank you, Jesus. Worship with us.
missionaries in Nigeria and then also in Cameroon. Uh, we taught in the Bible school there. Uh, we were involved in evangelism and ministerial training. Um, there was a time in Nigeria we went to the, um, the northern area, um, Kaduna State, and were, it was a predominantly Muslim area. So it was a little bit, you know, and we had our little daughter with us. She was just, just about a year old, year and a half old. And, uh, but God kept us during that time. Amen. Um, we were on short-term missionary at that point. We're associate missions. And then when we went to Cameroon, we were intermediate missionaries and spent uh, just over three years there. Also doing the same thing in Bible school and evangelism. And um, my husband was involved in helping the national church to uh, the national church board to become a board and be able to go ahead and make decisions uh, that they could make without the resident missionary being there and just encourage them because we're we're there trying to work ourselves out of a job. We need to make where we're cultivating churches and a, a church group in the country that they can be self-supporting self-propagating and self-governing and so that we were very much involved in in doing those getting those things put in place in Cameroon amen after many years off the field we did leave the mission field for some time um, deputation was not real friendly to our daughters and uh, so traveling from church to church to church to church uh, they needed a little bit more stable home environment and so we resigned Global Missions in 2002, but the burden never left. Amen. And so uh, we went back to Africa, and this time we went to the southern part of Africa in Lesotho in 2019 and 2020. We went as associate missionaries. That's a one was a one year stint, and it turned into 13 months because of COVID. So. <laughs> 2020, March, they, everything shut down. The whole world shut down, including Lesotho. And um, there's only we only have one border. It's South Africa. That's our only border all the way around. So when South Africa said, nope, we're not letting anybody through, well, that meant we weren't going anywhere. <laughs> but we, were, we did manage to get home at the end of May. And uh, we were fully appointed in June 2020. And uh, we deputized for seven months. And April of this year, both of us got COVID. And at the end of May, I lost my husband. And the Lord took him home. And so I took to take him. And that's okay. God is still good. He's where we all want to be. Amen. Amen. He's where we all want to be. And each of us are going to stand before God as individuals. Not as a couple. If we're married or if we have kids, we're not going to be standing there with a whole... We're going to stand before God as an individual... What did we do for God? Did we live for him? Amen. And uh, I'm thankful to my husband. We, we got married late. At, I was 27 and he was 31. And so I already knew how to be on my own. And uh, while we were married for almost 32 years, uh, he let me be independent and do some things on my own. And even in Lesotho, while we were there, I was, he would let me, you know, go to the mall or go to visit a friend or go teach a Bible study. And so I'm very thankful for that because now I, f I feel like, you know, I'm able and I'm willing to go back um, to do the work that we were both, we had a burden for. 
Amen. And we'll go, I'll go back and fulfill our vision in that country with the help of the Lord. Amen. I'm looking forward to that. But even more so, looking forward to heaven. Amen. I'll see my husband there as a fellow saint of God. But most important, I'm going to see Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. We'll get to be together forever with him. Amen. And I, I'm going to play a song for you. I hope some of you are familiar. Um, it is an old hymnal song. It says, oh, I want to see him. And it, so the verse, in ca- I mean the, the chorus, I'll play the verse first, but the chorus, just in case people are not familiar, says, oh, I want to see him look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Amen. looking forward to that day. Amen. 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 So I want to show you our experience and our burden for Lesotho, and we're going to show you our video. At the bottom of Africa, there's a small country completely surrounded by South Africa. 
It has a population of just over 2 million and is smaller than the state of Maryland. With 80% of the country being mountainous, it is often called the mountain kingdom or the kingdom in the sky. This is Lesotho. Lesotho is a land of incredible beauty and wonder, but it's considered to be one of the least developed countries in the world today. Over 40% live in poverty, living in huts made of stone, mud, and straw. Herding and agriculture are main sources of income, but the church is alive. The Basutu people are joyful and vibrant. Every church service is a celebration with singing and dancing. Through preaching and teaching, the people are coming to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are seeking after him and being filled with his spirit. The church in Lesotho is rising up in boldness as they spread the gospel in their country. We are training our young ministers in doctrine and how to help others seek after God. The children are learning about their Heavenly Father and of how much He loves them. Baptize this lady and her daughter during that one month that we were stuck 
uh, because of COVID. God knows what he's doing. We are so excited to be a part of the revival that is happening in the kingdom of Lesotho. Truly the harvest is ready and the Lesotho people are hungry for God. As missionaries to the country of Lesotho, our top priority is to build a training facility that will teach the nationals a five-fold ministry so that they can reach future generations with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul was admonishing Timothy to duplicate his ministry when he said to him, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Lesotho needs national ministers who are well equipped as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers who know the culture, the language, and best how to reach their own communities. When we shared our vision to build and run a Bible college in the country of Lesotho, the Basotho people were so excited. They're looking forward to the opportunity to see God move in mighty ways in the country of Lesotho. We would be thrilled for your support as we continue to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to the people and the kingdom of Lesotho. God bless you. Happy to report that uh, building a Bible college was one of our main projects, and we have raised that support. We've raised the funds to be able to build a Bible, Bible property and build a Bible school, and we're so excited. Amen. And please pray f- with us about finding the right property. It seems like we may have found one, um, and my friend will be taking pictures and sending them to me tomorrow, and we will see. Um, how that goes. We'll send the church board there to check it out, and if they um, check it out and research it and make sure that it's, you know, okay and, and it's the person who's selling it can legally sell it and all of that, then uh, our regional director, Brother Adams, will go and, and get that going for us and, and purchase that property. Amen. There's a revival coming. Amen. We're thrilled to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you can be a part of it. Amen. And we've got a few projects, um, especially my top one right now is airfare so that I can get there (laughs) and do the work. Um, And also we have partners in missions, a monthly commitment of support for prayer and uh, monthly giving. Amen. So in the Pooh missionary family tradition, we want to share the word with you. Amen. There's not, you know, we don't want to just talk about what's going on over there, but we want to see God do something here. Amen. And want to make the, see the Lord make a difference in your world. So go ahead and uh, please stand if you can, honor the word of God. And we'll turn to Mark chapter 10, verse 52. That's Mark chapter 10, verse 52. It says, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Pastor, if you would please pray for this part of the service.
may hear what the Spirit is saying unto us. We thank you tonight, Lord Jesus, for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness and your mercy. Have your way tonight, Lord. We want to leave this place changed. We want to leave this place like we've never left before encouraged. We want to see your will be done. As we give you all the praise and the honor, we ask you these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Jesus told the blind man to go thy way, and he followed Jesus in the way. The way has a few different meanings. It's a literal road or path, as we read above. We can travel on a road or a pathway to a destination, and we can call it the way. We can tell someone, I'm on the way, meaning I'm coming very soon. I'm on the road. I'm coming. Maybe we give in to a little road rage and shout, get out of my way, which really does nothing for the situation and only hurts the ears and hearts of those that are in the vehicle with you. (laughs) We may ask directions, can you tell me the way to New York City? Um, there's a Proverbs 26 verse 13 mentions and defines the way. But before we read that, I just want to give you a little something. Um, I read the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs every month. The whole book, those two books through every month. I read the rest of the Bible too, but this I read every month. And there's a cool way to do that. Today is the fourth. Of November, So I read along with Proverbs chapter 4. I also read Psalms chapter 4. Then you add 30 and you read Psalms 34. Add 30 again. You read Psalms 64, 94, 124. And if you do that every day through the month, you've read the whole book of both Psalms and Proverbs. Um, I was reading a letter that I wrote to my husband in 1988 where we were dating long distance, you know, before the Internet. (laughs) Describing this program that I had been doing, reading Psalms and Proverbs every month for at least 33 years. Wow. Yeah, it blew me away when I did that math. (laughs) Like, wow, okay. Um, It's helped me through a lot, including the loss of my husband. Psalms teaches us how to talk with God. You know, it's not just a one-way conversation. It goes both ways. So Psalms teaches us how to talk with God. Proverbs teaches us how to follow him and how to treat others. So whenever I read this uh, Proverb uh, 26, verse 13, I kind of like to dramatize it. Uh, It says, The slothful man saith, There's a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. (laughs) He's just, you know, using it as an excuse. You know, it would be like us up in upper state New York saying, oh, there's a bear out there somewhere, you know. Um, But that scripture lets us know, it defines it for us. There is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Matthew 21, verse 8, says, and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. The Lord spoke to the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness in Exodus 23, verse 20, and he said, behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. God promised a helper to keep them on the right path when they were in the wilderness. 
on their way to the promised land. That promise is for us too. The Lord gave us his spirit to lead us in the way. Amen. You have an angel or a messenger, which is your pastor, Brother Wyatt. Amen. He's been sent to Hammond by the Lord to preach the gospel and to care for your souls. Amen. Thank God for a godly pastor showing you the way. Amen. Amen. This leads us to the second definition of the way being a way of life or a manner, a character. In 2 Chronicles 11:17, we see um, a definition of this. It says, So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and made Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, strong three years. For three years they walked in the way of David and Solomon. So they weren't walking, following David and Solomon in a path, walking physically down a road, but they were doing the same works. Both David and Solomon were previous kings of Israel that loved and followed God and his commandments. Another king of Israel didn't do so well. Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, Then the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha, saying, For as much as I exalted thee out of the dust, and made thee prince over my people Israel, and thou hast walked in the way of Jeroboam, and hast made my people to sin, to provoke me to anger with their sins. Behold, I will take away the posterity of Baasha and the posterity of his house, and I will make thy house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. And a few verses later, we read how all of his family were killed, and even his friends. So, side note, beware of the company you keep. (laughs) Beware. Be careful. King Baasha walked in the way of Jeroboam, who was an earlier king who had caused the people to follow other gods and caused them to sin. And sin, of course, keeps us away from God, from our creator. Amen. There are really only two ways to go, the way of God and the way of death. According to Proverbs 16, verse 25, says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. Let's look at some of God's ways. Proverbs 8, verse 20 and 21, and this is the wisdom of God speaking. I lead in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me, wisdom, to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. I like these promises. That's good. I like them. Proverbs 9, verse 6, the wisdom of God speaking again. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. Proverbs 10, verse 17, he is in the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuseth reproof erreth. So we see if we follow instructions, the instruction we read in the word of God, the instruction of the spirit as he leads us, the instruction of our pastor as he teaches us the word, we are in the way of life. Amen. If not, then we can make some major mistakes, and it's no fun. Psalms 32, verse 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. This is much like the scripture earlier about the angel sent to lead Israel the way to the promised land. God promises he will teach us and guide us to go the right way. In Mark chapter 10, as we read at the beginning, Jesus healed a blind man who had cried out to him with faith that Jesus would heal him. 
and Jesus did heal him. And verse 52, and Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Jesus told the blind man, go his way. Go anywhere you like. Go down that physical road, whichever one you choose. That's fine. Free to go wherever you like. But we see that the man followed Jesus in the way. He joined the crowd and traveled with Jesus down the road. He also may have done more than that and became a devoted follower. He, also, he It leans into the idea that he went not just on the pathway, but on the highway to heaven. Amen. Following not only Jesus' footsteps, but his teaching and his life. I'm closing so we can stand. Um, in John 14, verses 1 through 6, Jesus addressing disciples after the Last Supper, before his crucifixion, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. The only way to heaven, to God, is by Jesus following him. Jesus is the way. He is the way. He is the wisdom, speaking in Proverbs. He is the Logos, the word made flesh in John 1.1. He is who we need to follow, his way is the way that we should go. We travel on this earth on the way to physical destinations, to f- but we travel from this earth to eternity in the spiritual. And we need to ask ourselves, where are we going? Where do we plan on spending eternity? I'm planning on heaven. Amen. Are we going the right way to get there? The way of the Lord is the only way to arrive there to follow and obey him in everything. The beginning of that journey is found in Acts 2.38. We're not going to read it, but I'll explain it like we would in Lesotho. We're going to repent, turning from our selfish, prideful, confused, broken way, to submit yourself to baptism, covered fully by water, with the words, in the name of Jesus, spoken over you, and to receive the Holy Ghost, which the Lord freely gives to them that ask, according to James 1.5. You'll know that you receive the Spirit when you speak in a language unknown to you as you pray. Okay, now we're done, right? Well, (laughs) not quite. (laughs) Yes and no. We actually just stepped onto the correct way, and now we need to walk in it. Amen. Amen. We need to learn from His Word and His Spirit how to live holy, how to treat others, how to share the gospel, how to make wise decisions that will bless Him others, and yourself. Amen. So skipping down into Acts 2, verse 42, it shows this. After they were baptized, the Bible tells us, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So let's walk in the way of the Lord. If you've never started, begin with repentance and follow the rest of Acts 2.38.
If you've strayed out of the way, seek him and come back to him. If you are walking in the way of righteousness, continue and ask the Lord like David did in Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. Jesus will help you when you give it to him. Amen. If you want to start in the way, get back to the way, or continue in the way, these altars are open, or if you feel more comfortable praying in your seats, that's fine. Let's seek God and make sure that we're walking in his way. Come on, church, let's talk to him just for a little bit. Let's talk to him and ask him to open our eyes to see, to be able to follow the way of the Lord and not go in the ways of man or not go in the ways of sin or of unrighteousness, but help us to go in the ways of the Lord Jesus Christ, almighty God. Oh, God, we want to truly spend eternity with you, Lord God. Oh, God, we want to be where you want us to be, Lord God. We don't want eternal life to escape us, Lord, but we want to walk in the path that you have established for us, Lord God. You are the way, Lord God. You are the life. 
And oh God, we ask that you have your way tonight. Will you speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus? That as we call on your name, oh great God, we will hear from heaven tonight. We will hear your voice tonight, Lord God. Maybe we may have thought we were going in the way of the Lord. And we have been going in the wrong direction. We have, oh God, gone in a different direction than what you intended for us. Lord, will you get us back on track? Will you get us back in the way of the Lord, Almighty God? That we may follow your principles. That we may follow after your will, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you tonight, Almighty God. We thank you tonight for your word, Lord God. For your word is life, oh God. Your word, oh God, is life. And we thank you for it, Lord God. Let your word now, Lord God, take root into our heart, Lord God. Let it grow and produce good fruit, Lord God. Let it become a part of us, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, we thank you tonight. We thank you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Church, whenever I encounter a missionary, I just, all I can do sometimes is shake my head. The other times I weep because I don't, I don't know if we can truly say when we encounter missionaries, are we doing the best that we can? Are we doing the best that we can? Can you imagine... God gave you a burden to be a missionary and you've been overseas being a missionary, you and your spouse. And then something happened and you lose your spouse and God kept that burden on you that you have to continue in that mission. Continue in the work that God had called you both to do and now it's just you. You're talking about sacrifice. Brother Dibble preached this Sunday, this past week about sacrifice must come before what was the word that he said before worship and when you have sacrificed you're heading in the right way that's when you your worship is acceptable worship is not acceptable if there's no sacrifice god will not receive our worship if we have not sacrificed if we have not given him our very best. And when you meet missionaries, you wonder if you're going to heaven. You can get quiet on me all you want. But I'm just telling you, when you meet people that gave up their comfortable life where they are here, and they sell everything. Sister Poole is originally, if I'm not mistaken, from Connecticut. So she's not from some strange place that is not hip or 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 you know it's no big deal to leave that life to go to another life she's from connecticut and she left connecticut to go all the way to a country she don't know she gave up everything when you're a missionary you give up everything to go you don't you can't worry about what is here because you're focused and you're going to go meet people you have never met you don't know you don't know the language and you go and you meet those people and you follow what the scripture teaches, which is now you have to now duplicate yourself one by one in order to reach that entire nation. 
So as much as you might go and show up and there's 2 million people or 10 million people, you can't think of that many people. You got to think about one individual that you can convert and teach them the way. And then that's how you start. Now, are you trying to reach 10 million or 2 million? Yes, you are. But you start with one individual when you, when you show up on scene. And so every time I meet a missionary, I shake my head. I say, God, I know you got us all doing different things. But my goodness, are we sacrificing as much as we are supposed to where we are, where you have positioned us and planted us? Are we sacrificing? And oftentimes we hear the whole story about there's more miracles overseas than there are in this country, in the United States. And we know for sure that one of the reasons why is because they really believe this thing and they really sacrifice regarding this thing. We hear testimonies all the time of how far people walk to a church service. When they hear that there's going to be revival for a week in some far place, it might take them days to get to where the revival is going to be, and they walk there. And when we hear those stories, can we feel comfortable that we're doing everything that we should? And don't give me that we're in the United States and there is, oh, no, we're all called to sacrifice. There's not one person that's going to make it to heaven without sacrificing. So whether it's the United States or it's Africa or it's, uh, you know, somewhere in Asia, it doesn't matter. We're all called to sacrifice. And we hold on to these little things that we're struggling with. We're struggling with this and we're struggling with that. We've got to really look at ourselves and say, God, I need to have an attitude of people like Sister Karen Poole. And I know she is humble as can be, and she probably said, no, 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 no. But she's already shown us what she's doing and has done. And maybe we can get that kind of attitude and realize whatever God is asking us to do, small thing, it's, it's not that big of a deal. All the stuff that we are struggling with that we can't do. Oh, you know, why is this important? Or why is this necessary, you know? Come on. This Saturday, we're going to have our um, calendar schedule in and we'll do, do some teaching. But I'm telling you now, I'm going to talk to you about things that we have let go and we need to pick back up. It might not be the most favorite thing that you want to hear, but I got to tell you, because... What you don't realize that I need you to realize, and some of you probably have realized it already, you stirred up the waspness or the, the, the antness, whichever one. But your prayers that you've been praying in the morning and in the night, your, your spiritual journey that we have been on and, you know, uh, uh, wanting to move into our new building. Listen, whatever we are doing, the devil has taken notice now. He has taken notice now. And if you don't step your game up, you can become a casualty in where we're going. And so some of us will arrive there and some won't if we don't step our game up. That's just kind of the way it works. Go through scripture. Remember the 12 spies? Two came back. Ten didn't. I don't know if you, I didn't do a study to go back and see whatever happened to those ten. They were called evil and wicked. So when God has given you a vision which he has given us a vision, and you're going someplace. The devil is going to attack. He's going to try to discourage. He's going to sow seed of discord. He's going to lie to us. He's going to try to divide us. And you must know that 
God has given us a vision, and by hook or crook, I am going to get to the destination. And I'm not going to let anything stop me. I'm getting to that destination. Don't become a casualty because everybody is being attacked. Please don't make it seem like you're the only one that's being attacked. We're all in this together, and he's not attacking you, Stacy. but he's saying to Sister Hadia, nah, I'm not going to mess with you. No, every one of us, you just don't know what the other person's being attacked on, but we're all being attacked because the devil wants to pick you off so you don't fulfill your destiny in Jesus Christ. We got to follow the way. We got to follow the way. And so if you need any encouragement to say, I got to keep on keeping on, you just got it from a missionary that's, that has given up everything. Can you imagine losing your spouse and saying, but God, I got to go. Lord, why would you want me to go? My husband. You know, and sometimes we can flip it and say, maybe if it was the other way around where the husband lost the wife, it made sense that the husband keep going. But God... He has a way of making us take notice. And this, in this instance, it's the husband that went on to be with the Lord, and the wife is left back here to carry on. You never know how God is doing this thing. All you can do is be faithful to what God has called you to. As she said, when we stand before the Lord, which she's 100% right, listen, have a great time in your marriage and have a great time with your family. But when you leave here, that's over. That's over. You won't have no husband and no wife in heaven. <laughs> Enjoy that right now. And when we stand before the Lord, we stand before the Lord on our own merit. On our own. There's nobody there to say, Let, you know, I can help you out with this. No, it's all about you and what you have done. And so I implore you, hear what you just heard tonight. Take stock in what this woman of God has said and look at her life and say, my God, look at that life. How she's honoring you in the way she's living her life. Give it everything. And sometimes church, Sister Poole probably can testify to this. You want to get yourself in a place with Christ that... You can say what Peter would say. Lord, let me say it in my words that I said to him after he challenged me. Lord, is there an alternative instead of following you? That's how you want to live for God that you can't even turn back if you wanted to. Because you're so consumed and you so understand that you're like, this is it. I have no, I don't look at this. I know God has given us choice. Kimura. God has given us a choice whether we want to live for him or not. But the moment I came to know who he is, I threw that choice thing out the door. I'm like, oh, that's bogus. I don't have a choice. Once I get to know him as who he is, I don't have a choice. I only got one way to go, and that's to follow Jesus. There is no choice in what I'm doing. And you should not make it a choice in what, once you know him, it should never be a choice after that. The only thing you should think about is following him. There's no choice. If you don't know him, you might, you know, kind of feel like, yeah, you know, I've got a choice. I get it. But once you know him, ain't no choice. Don't even fool yourself and say, well, I've got a choice. Once you start thinking like that, you're in big trouble. There's no choice. 
Once you know Jesus, you said, man, this is the only way. This is the only choice. This is the best thing that could ever happen to me. I'm going that way. I'm going that way. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how difficult it is because what she has gone through, she has every right to say, Lord, I just can't in our own thinking. Every right to say, Lord, I can't muster up the strength. I can't muster up the energy to go through deputation again, to go through trying to raise money and flying all the way across the world to go back doing this. Lord, I can't do that again. You understand, right, Lord? I'm tired. My husband was my, was my rock. Lord, I'm tired. She could have probably negotiated in her own way and then come and tell us, you know, we like to say, well, I don't feel like this is what God has for me. You know, we throw God in it just so we, we don't have to do something. And she could have just came up with our own with her own thinking. I don't think that's what, but she's true to it. And she allowed God to direct her and order her steps. She has some, um, as you know, PIM forms. If you want to give her a one-time offering or you want to support monthly, please talk to her. Find out whatever you can do to be of support to what she's doing. We want to be a blessing to her. Uh, we want God to use her in a mighty way. And as she said, uh, I'll tell you a secret. I don't know if I should tell you this. Well, I'm going to tell you, and you let your heart figure it out. One of the things that I've learned as principle is whatever you desire, do for others in the same way. If you desire something in your life and you know there's others that desire it, help them out. And God will open the door for your desires. You follow what I'm saying? And so this woman just told us about they're trying to build over where she is. We're trying to do something too, right? Uh, I believe in us helping her out that God will open the door for us. But you can't do it just solely because of that, though. See, that's the trick. You can't say, I want to give to um, Sister Poole because I want God to take care of us. Just like when we do tithes and offerings. You can't say, I'm giving it because I want to be blessed. You're supposed to be giving it because you want to please God. And, and then he, in turn, do, do what he does. So be a support to her. Be a blessing to her in, in the mission that she's on for Christ so God can bless you. But don't do it for that. But if you do bless her and bless the work that she's doing, God will in turn bless you. Let's pray and ask God's will to be done. And pray for Sister Poole and God's strength upon her. Father, we thank you tonight for bringing this woman of God into our midst. Oh God, we're so, so in awe of your goodness toward us. For Lord, you show us so, such goodness. You, you care so much for us, Lord God. And Lord God, we want to be like you, Jesus. We want to be compassionate like you are, Lord God. We want to love like you love, Lord Jesus. Oh God, we want your attributes to be our characteristics, Lord God. 
that Lord Jesus, the works of the flesh, that that human part of us that 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 is so just not of God. We we want the power of God to overshadow us, Lord, that we can walk in the power of your might, that we can walk, oh God, in the ways of the Lord and that your attributes will be our characteristics, that all that we do, we're not doing it for any other reasons other than to please you, other than to obey you. And I pray tonight that you will touch every one of us individually and collectively, that we will be a blessing to the missions, to the work, to the call of this woman of God. That, Lord, you will touch her and give her strength, Lord God. And that, oh, my God, you will continue to give her wisdom, Lord God, that her strength will increase. That, oh, God, there will be an anointing that will flow greater than ever before in her life, Lord God. That she will walk in spiritual authority like she's never walked before. That she will have communion and fellowship with you constantly, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, uh, that she will be even bolder than she's ever been, Lord, declaring the word of God. And I pray, Almighty God, uh, that as you, oh God, use her, that Lord Jesus, the body, her brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, will be of great support to her financially. And, oh God, prayerful. I pray, Father, your hand will continue to guide her and lead her in the ways that you will have her to go. Use her to be a blessing to those, oh God, people that you have called her to, Lord Jesus. I pray your will be done and your kingdom come. Oh God, move on our hearts that we may be a blessing. We thank and praise you tonight for all these things. We give you praise and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. Don't forget, we still have our basket in the back for building fun. Take care of that. Take care of Sister Poole. Um, don't forget, Saturday morning, 8 a.m. is our annual, our monthly prayer breakfast. And right after that, maybe for 45 minutes, we'll have some straight talk. Straight talk. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you.